Well, good morning. Hi. <laughs> you are listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. While enjoying adult beverages, my name is Kay. I'm Carrie. It's 9 a.m. I'm not having wine or anything of the no, sort. No, no one's so. drinking. We're having coffee together this morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we had some stuff come up and we had to record first thing in the morning mm-hmm. instead of in the afternoon. So yeah. it is not the time. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so cheers. Cheers to you and your coffee this morning, yes, though. Yes, yes, cheers. i'm drinking some delicious green mountain half calf nice with the last of my parents lactose free milk in it Mm -hmm. because i needed to finish it off so i could throw it away yeah Mm, it's delicious green mountain makes some damn good coffee yeah they do Mmm. I'm having my last little protein bite that I made last night, and um, we've got a ton more, but I just, I grabbed like four of them this morning, and then I'm having a light roast coffee with, um, delicious, yeah, Irish cream, skinny syrup, and, well, aren't you fancy? We, um... Mom and I have discovered uh, Jordan's skinny syrups, and our lives have been changed for the better. <laughs> um, <laughs> and apparently, I I was listening to um, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet the other day, and someone wrote mm-hmm. a review about the skinny syrups. Um, really? Yeah. And appa- it was one, like... I need to catch up. Yeah, it was one, like the um sugar free gummy bears. Oh yes. And I'm like It's been a minute since I've heard that yeah, one. And it's like I have not had the same experience at all. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Beware of sugar alcohol, everybody. Yeah. That'll <sighs> tear up your stomach. Yeah. But I mean mine it it doesn't do anything to me. It's probably because I'm used to it, but there, there were apparently because uh, Karen and Georgia got into those for a second too. Mm-hmm. The gummy bears ones. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> apparently, there's some reviews where people are like prescribing them, like to <clears throat> like people who are like going through chemo and stuff mm-hmm. or, or have procedures that then like or like have to take medication or things like that. That the side effects is like constipation. They're like, take two of these and you'll be good for the day. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Just don't eat more than two. <laughs> I might have to get my hands on some. Pregnancy's a, bla- a blast, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I watched Jack Whitehall's new special the other day, and it is delightful. Right? He's delightful. I'm halfway through it. I need How to- do you do that? How do you do that? I don't understand. <laughs> How do you say, okay, I'm going to stop this lovely comedy momentum that this be- that this artist has going. <laughs> How do you stop in the middle? Well, here's what happened. <laughs> it was time to cook dinner. Uh-huh. But I saw that he had a new special. 
Yeah. And I was going to add it to my list. Uh Uh-huh. And you know how Netflix just starts playing shit? Yeah. It started playing it. So you don't have (laughs) self-control when it comes to stopping Netflix at the ba-boom, but you can stop in the middle of the fucking special? Uh, Well, I thought... Honey, I don't understand. (laughs) I don't... I don't either. I really don't, I don't like being understand. like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate it. See, I never stop them in the middle because I feel like I'm going to lose. I feel like I'm going to forget things, first of all. Mm-hmm. So, like, the callback jokes and stuff, I feel like I'll forget or miss out. And then I also just, they build, you build a momentum during a comedy special. And I, I don't, I don't want to lose my laugh momentum. Yeah. So, I, I always, if I sit down to watch one, I watch it start to finish always. But Well, I need. Uh, they're usually only, like, an hour and a half. Yeah. So. That's what I need to do. It was just, I, I had to cook dinner. And I, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to enjoy so, this. So, you were like, I'm powerless. I can't do anything. You know, well oh shit i'm hungry yeah. like <laughs> well and i like i wasn't gonna enjoy it if i was thinking about everything else i had to do so uh-huh. i did everything else i had to do <laughs> oh my goodness and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna you're a trip <laughs> i am <sighs> but yeah, he's... yeah, it was great though. He he's fantastic. He did a great job. He is. Um, especially loved the part at the end about his dad. Um, <laughs> Anything about his father is great. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I really want to watch the show that they did together too. Yeah, but I feel like Josh and I need to watch it together. Um, but you have not lived. Yeah, that was the part that. Yeah, that was the part that jo- that that tickled Josh the most when he he was. Asking for water in Chernobyl or something like that. Asking for a wine list in Chernobyl. <laughs> and he was like, no, daddy, you need to drink water. And he was like, I don't drink water, fish fucking it. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Josh was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he goes, fish don't even fuck. <laughs> <coughs> oh, my God. I am a bit under the weather today, you guys. So I apologize. Um. My my body is rejecting all mucus that it's making, so mm-hmm. it's been a day. I'm on half a Benadryl and about half a cup of half-calf c- coffee, so we'll see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I was about to say, you sound a lot better, and then you coughed. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might have to do my inhaler or something later. I don't know. We'll see. It's just like, I, you know, the part, sorry, I know it's gross, but like, you know, when you're kind of stuffy and you've got the, fl- and you've got the drainage and you can feel it like in your throat. Oh yeah. And then you get all the phlegm out and then you can feel like right at the top, at the back of your sinuses, you can feel a little like bloop of something that's moving when you talk and breathe. Uh huh. That's what I'm. That's what I'm experiencing right now, and it's terrible. Ooh. And, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a joy. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it. This kid better really be really freaking cute. <laughs> Anytime it uh, disobeys you, do you know what I went through? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to get you here. <laughs> <laughs> I created you. 
I sacrificed my whole body. Mm-hmm. Ah. My mom's favorite oh, thing to gracious. say when I was younger and I would piss her off would be like, I brought you into this world. I can take you out of it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, goodness. She never meant it. She never wanted to murder me. Oh, of course not. But, like, <clears throat> and it was, but it's fun. Yeah. It was normally there was a lady when we that were did... just fucking around, but... Right. my There was a lady, when I was in high school, I went to beta convention, and there was a lady who did the motivational speech or, or whatever, uh-huh. and she was she was adopted, and she said that her mom, she always knew she was adopted, and her uh, her mom used to say, her, her mom's version of that was, <laughs> well, oh shit, what was it? It was like, I picked you... <laughs> I picked you out of a lineup or something and I can take you back or I picked you <laughs> I I picked you up by choice and I can return you if I whenever I want or something like that. <laughs> of course she just meant it in good fun the way that most parents you know what yeah. I mean. But <laughs> Do not test she like, me. She Rodney was like she Scott. was kidding, but yeah. <laughs> she was like she was kidding, but that had a little bit more of a real edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, goodness gracious. I think it's also not helped by um, how terrible our weather has been. Yeah. Here in Kentucky lately. I don't know what tropical storm has caused this madness, but I'm done with the rain. (laughs) I'd like to be able to breathe again, please. So I think it's Hurricane Hannah. Is it? Okay. I think. Yeah. Hannah, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Get on out of here. All right. Except not for my old friend, Hannah, who um, has escaped the clutches of our old job. And I'm so proud of her. Shout out to her. Oh, good. Yay, Hannah. Yeah. Yay, Hannah. Yeah. It's great out here Mm -hmm. with all the rest of us. I'm so proud of you. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm going to get to see her uh, soon, hopefully. Because uh, she's Yay! she's gonna have to move for her new job, so we're gonna try oh, to get that together. Sucks. But she's like, it's well, whatever. Like I just like don't... miss you, but yeah. you're free. Yeah, exactly. that's awesome. Yeah. So. Yay! Lots of good things. Yeah. Okay, so shall we get started with this with this interesting topic? Yes, I'm so excited. Yes. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna throw up a graphic content warning just in case. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Real quick. Um, Mine is graphic. Because, oh, is it? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, graphic content. Hello. <laughs> I lost our graphic, our official graphic content warning, and I haven't made a new one. Um, <laughs> I lost it in the last, in the last, uh, what are we going to call it? <laughs> the fucking The last two? demise. Yes, the last fucking of our technology. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. But so this this is going to contain some graphic content warning, uh, some graphic content, not graphic content warning. I you can see where I'm at. <laughs> Benadryl and coffee is plus pregnancy brain. Woo! It's going to be fun. Okay. <laughs> so um, all right. So we are this week we are talking about workplace, workplace affairs. affairs. I'm very excited woot woot. about this. Yes, this is a fun topic. I love it when we do, when we do these. So obviously, we're going to be talking about sex a little bit. We're going to be talking about some graphic stuff. So um, make sure you have headphones in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, make sure you've paused before you pull up to the drive-through window. <laughs> <laughs> 
and make sure you don't have kids listening to this yeah. because it's not our fault. We warned you. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this is marked explicit, so you should know better anyway. Um, <clears throat> We're going to talk about sex, baby. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about sex, baby. Um, but so, not about yeah, you and I, me. I, no, 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 no. Well, no. Oh, no. well. Mm. No. <laughs> I don't think it counts. No. It wasn't an affair. No, and like, it's not like it was strictly forbidden. When there was a guy. Well, we didn't, we weren't, we weren't at the same store. Yeah. Me and, me and. This person. Well, even that was <laughs> that was just our old DMs rule. Uh, family video actually has no rule against um, employees Workplace being together. Relationships? Yeah, really. Yeah, uh, Matt. Uh, Matt and I were talking because there was an employee that was under me that had a crush on me, and it it oh, was a yeah, weird. That was weird. Yeah, it was a weird situation, but um, it was not reciprocated. No, it was not. <laughs> Um, but so I don't think you can call it that. Yeah, it's not romance if it's not reciprocated. No, not at all. But like we were it's talking, called ick. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking, and I was like, I just I don't want to somehow get in trouble over this shit. And he's like, mm, You're not. Like it's fine. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's crazy. Oh, See, yeah. when I was there the first, I was when I was there the first time. There were so many of us, and we were around each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. Uh, one, well, one of my friends <clears throat> did end up going on a few dates with one of the guys we were working with, and then I don't even remember what happened. I don't know why that fell apart. He probably got weird. Yeah. I mean, um, <clears throat> or you know, I mean, it just didn't. It just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> they did. They went on a few dates, and I don't know. I think they kept it hush hush because they didn't. You know, you don't know what's what. Mm-hmm. Really? you know, And it's, you know, you just go on a few dates and then you're like, oh, I don't want to, like, have to declare this and then get somebody transferred and then it not work out and then it was for nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I think they kept it pretty hush-hush, but... Yeah, our most recent DM... I mean, we all knew, but yeah. of course our DM did not because <laughs> we weren't stupid. Yeah. Our most recent DM met his wife at Family Video and she actually... It's because we hire the best people. Yeah. But she actually ended up. Sometimes <laughs> she actually ended up quitting and like becoming a stay-at-home mom. And nice, yeah, it was it was really cute. Yeah, we've had a few people like that, um, but never since. Never, yeah. not for me. I I don't like to mix. I don't know. I, I You guys know from previous episodes, I am a, what is known as a separator. Mm-hmm. I don't like to blend. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, friends is one thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'll make fr- I make friends with my coworkers, and I love to hang out with people outside of work. Romance is different. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like to be uncomfortable at work. So, <laughs> so... Um, it'll be interesting because now my husband and I work in the same, in the same company, but he's in a whole other department way far away. Um, the only time that we'll see each other is when he has time to walk down and see me. So it's not like, and it's not like we're dating or something, you know, like we're married already and we already were married. It's not like we met at work. So, Mm -hmm. um, it, 
that's going to be in- an interesting dynamic, but we'll see how, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. But, um. And it's not like. It'll be fine. Yeah. I know it'll be fine. And it's not but, like either of you have any power over the other. Like, oh, no, 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 no. No, not at all. My, um, my aunt, she owned her own company for a really long time, and, um, she had her husband come and work for her. That worked for a few months because he thought, like, he's the asshole who thinks he has control over everything. And Mm. it's one thing to do that in a marriage. It's another thing to come into your wife's work and try to do that there. So she had to... That's not cool. Yeah, she had to fire him. She had to fire him? Yeah. Yet they're still together. That makes for an interesting at-home environment. Um, they're, oh no, they, well, so he's totally the dude who marries the queen and thinks he's going to be king. Yeah. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. <laughs> they're somehow You don't together. have the blood. Yeah. Yeah, he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> other story for another day, yeah. but anyway, so. But it was interesting. Um, I found a fun, <laughs> yeah, I found a fun little article because we know what workplace romances are and, um, I... I just I found this article from Forbes. Okay. Um, and it's uh it's called these six surprising office romance stats should be a wake up call for organize for organizations. Okay. And I thought this was super interesting and um a little more fun than just reading some dry facts. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna get some fun numbers in here and um. I think it'll spark some interesting discussion, but I'm going to try and keep it short because we have to, we are in a time crunch today. Yeah. So, um, so this is written by Kim Elisser, Elsesser, Elsesser. Um, it was published in 2019, so February of last year, Okay. but probably hasn't changed much because nobody, <laughs> nobody's been <laughs> at mean, work. Nobody's been at work. <laughs> so... I have a feeling the numbers will be skewed for 2020 <laughs> anyway. So, um, okay. So, I figured this would be a little more accurate. So, um, <clears throat> are you ready? Yes. Alrighty. So, this came out around Valentine's Day in 2019. So, um, <clears throat> This is the second Valentine's Day since the hashtag MeToo movement erupted in 2017. And these new survey results reveal that office romance is still alive and well. Despite organizational efforts to curb or discourage employees from engaging in workplace romance, these six stats highlight what most of us already knew, that there's no stopping co-workers from canoodling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Instead of trying to eliminate romance at work, the fo- the following should serve as a wake-up call to organizations that they need to set up and help employees deal with their attraction at work. So that's fair. I think mm-hmm. because, um, especially nowadays, people expect such long hours from people. They expect higher commitments because they're trying to get more out of people and without paying them more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> and, I mean, especially, like, doctors and stuff, like... You're around your coworkers more than you're around your own family. Yeah. <clears throat> and around, like, your outside friends. You just... You, where else are you going to meet people? Like, some people's jobs are so demanding. Exactly. That... It, I mean, it's like going to school. Like, how are you going to... Like, rarely you meet somebody from another school or something like that. And Yeah. And then you start to date. But generally speaking, I mean, proximity, this is... I mean, it's like going to high school and saying nobody can date. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's not going to happen. 
This is where we we dive into the the abstinence only people. Oh God, um, abstinence only. Fuck uh, out of uh, here with that shit. Yeah, get out of here. People, fuck. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so number one, ready? Mm-hmm. More than half of employees have engaged in an office romance. Wow. More than half of all employees who took this survey. Um, so workplace romance is not an issue that impacts just a handful of rogue employees, according to the survey <laughs> produced employees. by jo- Yes. <laughs> People who are living on the edge. Um, <laughs> according to the survey produced by JobSiteVault.com, um, 58% of employees have engaged in a romantic relationship with a colleague. Um, a surprisingly, a surprising 72% of those over 50 years old have been romantically involved with a coworker. That's a little crazy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Man, life does not end at 25. No, let me it tell you. <laughs> life doesn't start until you're 30, man. No, that's true, dude. Find yourself in your 30s. Find yourself Get in your 30s. Get it on in your 50s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. <laughs> the 20s are um, real they're just they're no. a test run they really are <laughs> uh why does attraction at work happen so frequently why because sometimes well, you work with hot people and you that's get to true. know them and their personality that's true and and also it's it's forbidden yes which makes it really exciting mm-hmm. so Social psychologists have found that mere exposure to someone can increase our attraction our attraction to them, which is fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to illustrate how this works, college students participating in a, su- in a study were shown photos of faces. Participants saw the photos of some faces up to 25 times, while other faces were shown only once or twice. The more the participants had seen a photo of a particular face, the more they reported liking it. In other words, mere exposure to the photograph increased attraction to it. I found, isn't that interesting? That is. Um, <clears throat> on How I Met Your Mother, Barney has something called the mermaid effect, mm-hmm. um, which has to do with which, which has to do with this exact thing. So he says something about when you hire. He's talking to Marshall about hiring an assistant, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You have to make sure." He, 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 so, okay, sorry, start at the beginning. So Marshall's about to hire an assistant and he's like, no, 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 you have to be, you have to be aware of the mermaid effect. <laughs> and he's like, the mermaid effect, what's that? And he's talking about how sailors used to mistake manatees for mermaids because they'd been at sea for far too long. Oh. Kind of thing. Uh-huh. That theory, you know? Yeah. Um, and so he's like, right now she's a manatee, but wait, <laughs> <laughs> one day. She's going to be a mermaid, and it'll just happen. <laughs> and it happens. And he's like, there's no way, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Now you have this beautiful mermaid sitting his feet apart away from you, and you're, you have to. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's also, you know, the more, it feels like, you know, the more you get to know someone, too, the yeah. more, you know, you become friends and all of that stuff, and they become, a, you know, just more attractive in general. So. Especially like us, um, for people like us who are demisexual, that yeah. like romantic feelings come after a friendship has already happened. Yes, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
So, do, 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 lost my place. Um, in a similar study, participants had short face-to-face contact with one another. Once again, more exposure led to more attraction. Uh, probably because you felt more comfortable with them, too, you know? Yeah. Just the longer you're around people. Um, individuals preferred those they had seen more often to those they had seen less frequently. Of course. Um, repeated exposure to the same coworkers day after day has a similar effect and will naturally fuel more attraction at work. So there we go. We're powerless. <laughs> yeah. In addition to exposure, employees have something in common with their coworkers, their work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they have some additional information about their coworkers that might not have that they might not have about a potential partner that they meet on a dating app or in a bar, mm-hmm. um, which is fair because you're here, you have things in common, you can talk, you can talk about it. Like there's usually there's things that I have in common with my, you know, some of my coworkers that, you know, Josh isn't interested in or, you know, something yeah. like that. I had a coworker at my last job that he was just as into like weird linguistic facts you know, and, yeah. like, etymology and shit. And I'm like, I'm not getting that from anyone else, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you definitely have, you know, friends that you talk about certain things. You have, like, I mean, it's how Josh is, too. Like, he has friends he talks to fo- He talks to about football. He has friends he talks about video games, too. He has friends he talks about woodworking, too. And, so of course, sometimes the circles interlap and, yeah. and overlap. But, yeah, there's usually something that you've got in common that you can... <laughs> Instead of just, hi, you're hot, and you look so pretty tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They know, for example, that their coworker is at least responsible enough to hold down a job and is likely not a serial killer, but that is not necessarily (laughs) true. No. I had a theory that one of my coworkers was a a serial killer, and I, I stand by it. I have to know who. He, he was just too nice. He's too nice and too Christian, and <laughs> I just didn't trust it. Who? I'm not going to say his name. Well, no, but, like, text me. Okay, I, I will tell you who later, but okay. you know this. We've talked about this before. Um, I must have been drunk, because I do not He's remember. just really, he's he, he was just really busy all the time, too. And I was like, mm, you're not really busy. I bet you're out hunting. <laughs> you're hunting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, me and one of my other coworkers had this running theory together. It was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> all right. So we would like, he would say something and we would both look at each other and be like, oh my God. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, almost half. Number two. Ready? Uh-huh. Almost half, which is 41% of employees don't know their company's policy regarding office romances. That is 100% true. Yeah. I never knew. <laughs> I did not Mostly either. Mostly because it didn't apply to me, but, yeah. you know. It's also, um, like, hidden <clears throat> somewhere in the handbook, and you're just like... Yeah, and who's really reading that? Read that? Yeah, who's reading that? No one. No. I'm not curling up with the family video handbook at night. <laughs> just like, ooh, let's see what we can figure out today. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is just more evidence that organizations are dropping the ball when it comes to romance at work. So you're not giving... It's, again, it's just like the sex talk with teenagers. Yeah. You're not giving any, anyone any information, and then you're getting mad at people when they act on their bodily instincts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they do what's natural. Um, so, and of course, when I'm talking about this, I am not talking about cheating. I am just talking about dating people that you yeah. work with, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
um of course control your fucking self (laughs) Uh, if you are married or in a relationship don't don't be an asshole right this is all in good fun here Mm -hmm. Uh, we're talking about honest relationships here so um lost my breath we should probably call this workplace relationships instead of yeah we probably should (laughs) yeah we probably should (laughs) um so those organizations that do have policies clearly aren't communicating them effectively. Um, and most likely many others have no policy at all. So you can't get mad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if more than half of the workforce has engaged in workplace ro- romance, it's critical that the organization guide employees on how to go about pursuing romance in a professional manner. And of course you don't want it to be like, oh, we're just meeting up in our offices and making out instead of working. You know mm. what I mean? Like there has to be some guidelines. Like, don't Otherwise, don't work. Like, like oh god no there, don't make out there like no save that for outside the workplace you know like if you're doing it outside the workplace i don't give a fuck right like don't make everyone uncomfortable yeah Ugh. okay so uh number three almost one in five employees who work who were in a committed relationship have had an affair with a colleague here we go oh okay so apparently cheating on a partner with a colleague is relatively common. Yeah. Relatively common. So um although 19% of employees admitted to stepping out on their partner with a colleague at work, um a surprising 44% of employees have known colleagues who had affairs at work or on business trips. So people aren't admitting it. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> These relationships are particularly problematic for organizations because these employees will naturally want to keep the relationship secret. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not going to declare it to HR, which means that it's not held accountable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, if the organization and then that's where power dynamics get into play and we just have to be careful. Like, don't sleep with someone who's above you. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure that can work sometimes. But just kind of as a general rule, it's good to maybe red flag that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so let's see here. Um, if the organization is unaware of the relationship, it definitely makes it more difficult to monitor to ensure that there is no favoritism and to guarantee that professionalism is maintained in the office. So making sure that there's no favoritism and making sure that like no one's getting things held over them yeah. is the other thing. Like being blackmailed into... I don't know, like, well, I'm going to tell everybody unless you do this for, unless you give me more vacation days, or I'm going to do the, I'm going to tell everybody unless you, I don't know, you have to go on this business trip with me or something, or, or, or you know, if, if, if you end up breaking up and then they fire you, that can, and then you've lost your job, like, it, yeah. there's just a lot going on when it comes to, you know, dating a superior and vice versa, so just, that's, that's very difficult, um, it's, it, I, I'm, I'm sure that it works sometimes. I'm not going to go ahead and I'm not going to blanket statement that, but um, just be careful. Make sure you're being healthy. If it doesn't feel healthy, it's probably not. So best to nip it in the bud before it gets some steam, you know? Yep. Um, <clears throat> okay. So number four. Most couples keep their relationship secret. So... Yeah. Um, not only cheaters. So it's not only cheaters who keep their relationship secret. Most of these employees, um, meaning 64%, who had participated in an office romance keep it secret. Um, 
And only 16% were comfortable enough to tell everyone, including their superiors, about the relationship. That's fair. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, not anybody's business. Yeah. Really? You know, like, that feels weird. Yeah. Like, a weirdly intimate thing to have to be, like... Because uh, if, if you weren't dating a coworker, you probably wouldn't tell your boss about your romantic life. Yeah. You know? I mean, unless they were... Unless you have that kind of relationship with your boss, but... I mean, generally speaking, none of us are doing that at work. We're just kind of talking to our coworkers or not talking about it at all. Yeah. Because that might be weird. Um, but, yeah, I can see where that would be uncomfortable for people. So, um, not only does, it make, does this make it harder for organizations to keep an eye on couples, but it also makes employees become suspicious about whether their coworkers are canoodling. So, then... Rumors can start, mm-hmm. and um, even about platonic hurt. friendships. Yeah, yeah, even about platonic friendships. And when they're not true, the repercussions can be very devastating. So, not cool. We definitely need to have some open communication, and that's why, you know, employers need to be clear on what the expectations are. Yeah. Um, okay. A whopping 18% of employees reported having a random hookup with a coworker. Ooh. <laughs> we hooked up at the Christmas party. It was weird for everyone. Um, <laughs> uh, so, number five, have you seen Office Christmas Party? Oh, I tried. I need to. Oh, it was so fun. <laughs> Have a few drinks before you watch it next time. Okay. It's so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's only going to be good if I'm good and drunk when I well, sit down Well, I mean, it. I enjoyed it. I like a chaos. I like a good... I love all the people in it. So I was I was more open to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really fun. We watched it a second time last year. Um, I'll try it. There, there is a part where the red-headed girl and one of the guys from accounting, mm-hmm. they're like... They've, like, had a crush on each other forever, and then they, they like, go, like, they're gonna hook up at, <laughs> they're, like, gonna hook up at the Christmas party, and then he, she finds out he has this weird mommy fetish. Oh. <laughs> and it's so funny. <laughs> he's, like, spank me, mommy, because she's a single mom. Yeah. And he's, like, spank me, mommy, and she's, like, ugh. Okay, no. And just, like, gets up and walks away. She's, like, no, no, no. Uh-uh. Not for hookup. That is not for hookup. (laughs) She says it's so much more funny than that, but I've only seen it a couple times. I I couldn't quote it, but oh man, it's it's great. Um, Shit gets weird. So, (laughs) um, according to Vault.com, eighteen percent of employees have had a had a random hookup with a coworker. So, um, consent is the obvious issue with random hookups. Um. And, of course, that's where we get into the consent. <sighs> the consent issue. Um, if one party feels coerced, then it's no longer a consensual hookup. It's sexual assault. Yeah. Done. And that's where, of course, the power dynamics that come into play at work are very difficult to navigate, you know? Yeah. You can feel like you can't say no to your boss because you don't want to get fired. And that's not consensual sex. So, no. um Organizations need to teach employees how to obtain consent before they hook up. See? There you go. If you have a solid policy and you go over that with everybody, that's how it gets done. You don't just watch a video on sexual harassment and then call it quits. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I don't work there anymore. Okay, so <laughs> number six, almost three in four, which is 72%, would participate in an office romance again if given the chance. Oh, wow. So... I mean, go for it. You know, as long as it's done safely and consensually, you do and professionally do your thing. So, um, so this statistic should be the most worrisome for organizations, though, because it reveals that workplace relationships are not going to disappear anytime soon. And they never will, guys. They no. never will. You can't draw that line in the sand. People like to, people are attracted to each other. It happens. Yeah. So we have to just be prepared for when it does, you know? Um, so some speculated that the hashtag MeToo movement discouraged employees from dating coworkers, but this statistic suggests that the workplace is still high on the list of places to find romantic partners. And romantic partners is different from a boss fucking someone, fucking their subordinates. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's different. Um, the MeToo movement was born out of actresses who were getting raped by producers and things. Yeah. Or who were getting called to hotel rooms by their directors and producers and and agents and getting sexually assaulted. And if they refused, then they would get blacklisted. That's what the Me Too movement kind of came out of, in the entertainment industry at least. Yeah. So not because dating a coworker dating a coworker is not dating your boss. A coworker is on the same level as you and there's no power dynamic there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's there's a difference. So um whew, sorry. <coughs> i really need to blow my nose so um with almost <coughs> sorry this is so disgusting um with almost okay. three quarters of of our employees interested in romance at work organizations need to step up and guide employees through the entire relationship process there we go yeah so um it's funny it's valentine's day but it's not um mm -hmm. And I realize it might it may not seem like the most romantic move to get your organization involved in your plans with a to hook up with a coworker. In fact, it is probably the last thing you want. <laughs> Human resources involvement in your love life. Yeah, yeah. I don't right. Um, but given the high numbers of employees engaging in these relationships, there are bound to be problems. Um there's awkward circumstances, again, power dynamics that can go wrong. It's important that human resources knows. Um, so in order to make sure that everyone feels safe and comfortable with these relationships, it is imperative that the organizations get involved, even on Valentine's Day. Yep. So. The yep. Valentine's Day episode uh, where Pam is still with Roy in the office oh. is probably one of my favorite episodes. Yes. <laughs> Poor Pam. <laughs> yes, and Phyllis is getting all the gifts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she says something to Roy, and he's like, well, the day isn't over, babe. Oh. You're going to get the best sex of your life. And then she's just like, there's a camera, like, right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. That's all I did with myself yesterday was watch The Office <laughs> and do laundry and lay. Yeah. <sighs> You're nesting. Well, because I'm... I was dizzy and having contractions. That's yeah. what happened. So, I needed to be up nesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
and cleaning. Yeah. But it didn't happen. But that's okay. I did get to watch Andy and Dwight fight over Angela, and it was delightful. <laughs> so, anyway, all right. Well, there's some background info for everybody, some food for thought. And shall we take a break? Yes, we shall. All right. All right. Hi, everybody. Hello. Okay, so we are kind of in a time crunch today. So, and I've got a couple of articles that are really important, but I will let you all know that there's an official statement on this case, and I will be posting that uh, to our website once I get uh, all the notes updated, which I'm planning on spending some time doing this weekend. Um. But anyway, get on it, Kay. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what do you do with yourself all day? <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Stop okay. being quiet. <laughs> oh my god, why would I say that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Stop. Um, <laughs> okay, so anyway, let me. One of my articles is from the Daily Mail, so there are lots of ads. Um, Ugh. Yeah. But it is an important article to the case. Um, and I kind of don't know whether to be behind this person or hater. Um, okay. I love it. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read the one from the <coughs> New Yorker first because this is what I read second. And I already kind of hated her. Uh, and then this one was like, oh. okay, well, maybe it's not. I don't know. Like. Okay. Well, let's see. So, let's all right. See, and then we'll pass our own judgment. <laughs> yes. So this happened very recently, uh, in 2019, in fact. Um, so this was uh, a representative in Congress named Katie Hill. And this has everything, y'all. It has revenge porn. It has a thruple. It has uh, the workplace what? romance. Yeah, it's... Girl... I read this, and I was just shocked to the goddamn core. I'm so happy that I found this. Oh, Um, my. So, this is on The New Yorker by um, Masha Gessen, and it was published November 5th, 2019, and it's called The Terrorization of Katie Hill. Um, So... Katie Hill said in a speech on the floor of Congress that one of the reasons she was returned resigning from the house was her fear for her life. So on Monday afternoon, and again, this was not recent. This was November 5th, 2019. (laughs) (laughs) On Monday afternoon, police and a hazardous materials team were called to a Southern California office of the former Congresswoman Katie Hill after an envelope with white powder was delivered there. Tests showed that the powder did not contain harmful toxins, but the sheriff's department has launched a criminal investigation. The Los Angeles Times reported that the amount of powder in the envelope was very small, apparently intended to make recipients suspect that it was anthrax. Some staff what? Mm-hmm. Some staffers were, were trying an anthrax scare in 2019. Yeah, uh, but I kind of. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh, just wait. Just wait. Um, I remember the anthrax scare. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, goodness. We were all ironing our mail and shit. <laughs> Some staffers reported irritation after coming into contact with the substance, and it was probably psychological. Like, 
Yeah. Uh, the mailing was and a... Just, I mean, it's white powder. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. probably going to be irritating. Yeah. Because it could be drywall dust, for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, the mailing was a pure act of terror. That is, an act intended to terrify. But Hill, who resigned... Like terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> but Hill... Like coughing on someone in Walmart right now. Yeah. Oh my god! Sorry, sidebar. My friend came over yesterday to bring my to bring my baby gift uh-huh. uh, for the shower. Mm-hmm. And she said that she she just gave birth to their son back in March. Uh-huh. Um, oh my god. She said that when they go, they didn't think anything of it. And they like... Because it's, you know, safer... Um, to, for, you know, to, to venture out mm-hmm. now that she's not pregnant. She said that strangers are coming up and trying to touch her child. Oh my God. So they got like one of those car seat covers and she was like, anytime someone else comes into the aisle, I just pull it up now because I'm like, <laughs> you're not touching my child. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, that is inappropriate. Anyway. Not in a pandemic. Yeah. Who is coming? Who, why are, str- um, now I'm like, oh my God, my child is never going in public. <laughs> What is happening? Why are you? Th- why do you think you can touch my child? <laughs> Especially now. Yeah. Fuck off. God. Oh my god. I oh. I didn't tell you what happened to me in Kroger the other day. What? Okay, so I had my earbuds in because that's just what I do now. Even if I'm not listening to anything, I put them in because people want to come up to me all the time. Don't understand <laughs> it. Even well, with a mask on. And yeah. <laughs> Oh, apparently I fucking do, because this motherfucker, he walks up to me in the baking aisle. I'm just, uh, literally, I'm just trying to grab some butter spray, like nonstick butter spray. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, I can't find the kind I usually get, and I'm just kind of looking around mm-hmm. for it. This motherfucker, he doesn't have a mask on, nothing. He comes up to me, tries to touch me, and he's like, what? Yeah. My headphones are in and everything. And he's like, excuse me, do you know where the mini pie crusts are? And I was like, I don't work here. No. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't look like I work there. I've got my headphones in. Like, I no. obviously have a cart full of stuff. Like, stop it. Why would I know where the mini pie crusts are? The yeah. freezer section? You dumbass. I where didn't- all the other pie crusts are? I didn't even give him that. I just said, no. (laughs) No, no. and I don't work here. And don't touch me. Yeah. Why are people touching touching each other? Stop that. I don't know. And then another... Leave people alone. And then (laughs) another lady, that same trip, still my headphones were still in. She's like, she came up to me looking for Windex. I'm like, stop. What? What? (laughs) What? Yeah. I'm never going anywhere ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. With people. What do you mean, where's Windex? Look up at the signs. Yeah. Find cleaning products and go there. Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> How are you an adult? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't understand. Oh find somebody in the fucking blue apron. Yeah. With a Kroger name tag on and ask that person. Why yeah. are you bothering people? I'm not here. I'm not getting paid to talk to you. <laughs> Ugh. Can't. Can't do it. Yeah. I'm not friendly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not a friendly person when I am in. Ugh. If it's like an acknowledge of like, uh, unless it's like a, hi, how are you? Or like a, oh, this is weird, isn't it? Sure. Like we can have that exchange from six feet apart. Yeah. 
you don't need to touch me mm-hmm. and i don't work here <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and do not touch my baby oh my <laughs> god who do you think you are and it's always like old people she said it's always like really old like and stuff and she's like okay no <laughs> like i've been terrified of people coming up and touching my my stomach yeah which has only happened once and it was at my old job yeah and i was like we don't even hug like yeah on a regular basis you don't need to touch my stomach no but old people mm -hmm. are so fucking weird stop it um (laughs) goodness okay so the mailing was a pure act of terror that is an act intended to terrify but hill who resigned from the house last week amid allegations of improper sexual relationships with subordinates was already terrified In her final speech on the floor of Congress, she called out the double standard that would force a woman like her to resign, while a man credibly accused of multiple acts of sexual assault continues to occupy the White House. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But it was also a speech about fear. Hill, who is 32, served just 10 months in office after unseating a Republican incumbent. She resigned after the right-wing website Red State, and later the British tabloid The Daily Mail, published intimate photos of her with a female former campaign staffer, with whom both Hill and her estranged husband had apparently had a relationship. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. Saucy. Hill alleged that her husband, Kenny Heslip, released the photos and also numerous private texts to the media. Heslip's father told BuzzFeed that Heslip had his had said his computer was hacked. The House Ethics Committee committee also said it would investigate allegations that Hill had been involved with a male member of her congressional staff, although Hill denies it. Um, <clears throat> in her farewell speech, Hill said, I am leaving because of the thousands of vile, threatening emails, calls, and texts made about me that fear for my life and the lives of the people I care about. Today is the first time I've left my apartment since the photos taken without my consent were released, and I'm scared. This is an extraordinary uh, statement. That is not cool. No, it's not. It's really not. Um, it's not ever okay, and I'm not going to share Never. those photos at all. No, no one should but share those photos. No. no one should participate in that. No. That's bad journalism. Um, it's completely unethical. Yeah. I don't know why it keeps happening. I don't either. Um, A woman, prominent, articulate, still powerful enough to command a national audience, even though she had just given up her congressional seat, stood on the floor of Congress and said that she feared for her life and that this was one of the reasons she was leaving her job. She cited other reasons, too. She said that she didn't want any congressional investigation into her own conduct to overshadow the investigation that really matters, the one into President Trump's behavior in office. This was fairly standard fare. When Al Franken gave up his Senate seat, he mostly denied the allegations that brought him down. Instead, he claimed to be resigning because his ability to do his job had been impaired. Like Hill, he sounded both defiant and heartbroken. Unlike Hill, he didn't sound scared. Public humiliation, unevenly applied standards, and wrenching choices are among the consequences of being accused of sexual misconduct in the hashtag MeToo era. Terror is reserved for the women. Hill pointed out to the sources of the mm. to the sources of this terror in her speech, the forces of revenge by a bitter, jealous man, cyber exploitation, and sexual shaming that target our gender and a large segment of society that fears and hates powerful women. 
she said. Yeah. She was saying that the husband whom she is in the process of divorcing unleashed a revenge porn attack. Revenge porn, unlike a consensual relationship with a subordinate, is a criminal offense in 46 states. In California, a convention, conviction can lead to as many as six months in jail. In this case, the offense has gone unpunished. Um, six months seems short, considering how hard it is to get something off the internet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the private photos and texts are still up on the Red State and Daily Mail websites, attracting traffic and an advertising revenue. Revenge porn is an act of violence that hurts its victims in many of the same ways that sexual assault does. It is also an act that finds easy accomplices, from the people who decided to publish those photographs to whoever sent the white powder to Hill's office on Monday. That happens a lot, and it almost always happens to women. Yeah. So, I did find the Daily Mail article. So, you can't even have fun. You can't even have fun and do something naughty and snap a nude photo for your boyfriend. No. You can't. You can't make a sex tape. It, it'll get fucking released. It's just ridiculous. You can't do anything like that anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> so. <laughs> Harken back to a simpler time when it was Polaroids and a video camera with a VHS tape in it. Uh, yeah. But <clears throat> not in the digital age, bro. No. Not cool. So the reason why one of the impic- one of the pictures is important is because she does have a nazi era tattoo (gasps) and she is a democrat and let me i thought you said she was a republican earlier no she's a democrat okay she was a um representative of congress Uh uh-oh um, so Katie Hill, who's 32, has been seen in a series of shocking photographs obtained exclusively by Daily Mail. Are they Mail. sure it's real, is my question, because f- you can Photoshop fucking anything. Yeah, it's real. Okay, because, you know, people are Photoshopping things onto CDC. Yeah. Um, like stationary that looks like it's real and it's not. Yeah. And they're sharing it to, like, tell people that everything's a hoax or that masks give you lung disease and all this bullshit yeah okay so hill was pictured kissing and brushing her female staffer's hair who dailymail.com can identify as morgan desjardins from santa clarita california the then 22 year old this poor woman is now caught up in the middle of all this too yep Ugh. So the oh, then, this blows. Yeah. <laughs> the then 22-year-old began a throuple relationship with Hill and her husband shortly after she Which, started working. Fine. Like, yeah. do that. But it was shortly after she started working for Hill in 2017. Um, so, yeah, that makes it weird when it is your boss. Yeah. So, texts and photos between Hill, Heslip, and Desjardins uh, reveal their throuple was steamy at first, but ended with Hill leaving them high and dry. Um, the congresswoman was also seen posing naked. The wife left, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Meaning the wife was like, "Mm, bye guys. Yeah. The congresswoman was also seen posing naked while smoking a bong on 9-11 in 2017 as a tattoo of a Nazi era iron cross on her bikini line is on full display. Oh! I was about to say, good for you, get it, but no. No. 
<laughs> the, the tattoo could open the congresswoman to accusations of hypocrisy after she criticized racist Facebook posts that included a similar looking cross. Yeah, like maybe get that removed. Mm-hmm. You're a congresswoman. You can afford it. Yeah. Uh, sources <laughs> revealed Hill and... Especially if you're going to take naked pictures of yourself. Like, yeah. come on. Sources revealed uh, Hill and Heslip also posted Hill's naked photos online in 2016 under a thread called Would You Fuck My Wife and Wife Sharing. Oh my god. So... Oh, men are trash. Yeah. <laughs> men are trash. Um, oh, he sucks. Yeah. So, okay, I already said that. So, does Jarnans begin a relationship with Hill and Heslip shortly after she started working for Hill in 2017, before the three-way affair broke down the summer when Hill told both her husband and her lover that she wanted to focus on her work? Um, Nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, Hill's wild lifestyle has been laid bare in a cache of text and intimate photographs obtained by Daily Mail. As sources reveal, Hill and Heslip also posted her naked photos online under a thread called Would You Fuck My Wife? So she, like, also posted... She did it herself? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is, like, weirdly repetitive. I'm not gonna lie. I don't under... I'm getting kind of confused and lost. Yeah, I know. But... It's, it's also the Daily Mail. Uh, so yeah. give me just a second. <laughs> I just gave you the talking points, and now we're, like, going through and oh. discussing them. So. Okay. I didn't. That was not clear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I did try to say that, but it's it's also early morning for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. So, metadata from the picture of her smoking reveals that it was taken on 9-11 in 2017 before marijuana was legalized for recreational consumption in California. And it's unclear whether the congresswoman had a medical license for the drug at the time. I'm gonna say she didn't. Um, so, and she does have the iron cross tattoo, like, right on her pubic area. Um, they, they cut mm. off... Like, they blacked out where her vagina is showing, or, like, where her nipples are showing, but they did, like, leave the cross open. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid (laughs) you see someone's nipples. Yeah. Jesus Um, Christ. So, I'm not going to read that, because that's not important. Um, (laughs) Okay, so there are pictures of her, like, posing with their lover, and they're all, like, really cute, but, um... here so this is her text to both of them pull it up but like don't like let it interfere with your job and also like you're a public figure you want like your work to stand for itself so don't like post photos of yourself online yeah naked Mm -hmm. um like teachers can't do that shit either there are plenty of jobs where they're like not you're representing our company yeah you're not here you have to like like, do whatever you want, but you don't need to splash that everywhere. Post it on your... F- I mean, you know, like, keep your Facebook private. Like, just, like, maintain mm-hmm. some shit, you yeah. know? So, this is one of... Unfortunately, being in the spotlight comes with that kind of responsibility, and you have to, like, take extra care. Yeah. So, this is one of her texts to them um, <clears throat> after she left. Um 
I hope you know my intent was never to leave you high and dry. I simply was trying to separate things since I was moving out with the intent to still... I was trying to leave you low and wet. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) That was disgusting. I'm sorry. (laughs) Since I was moving out with the intent to still cover bills just as I did. I paid the mortgage. I paid the bills. And I put money in the account. I even asked what you needed on several occasions, including if you needed more money for the animals. I will continue to pay the bills and the mortgage and ask what else you need. So if you do need more, all I ask is for a response. Um, let's see here. In a letter to her constituents on Wednesday, and again, this was back in 2019, um, Hill admitted the relationship with her 24-year-old female aide, but she did not name um, this Jardness. Her name is so hard to say. Um, but sources close to Hill and online posts reveal that this was not the first time she and her husband opened their marriage. A former tenant of the estranged couple said Hill and Heslip had a sexual relationship with a 21-year-old woman in 2010, the same year they were married. Um. Oh, my. A local man said he rented a room. Stop that. (laughs) Um. A local man said he rented a room in the couple's Santa Clarita ranch and walked in on the three of them multiple times. I can absolutely confirm stuff like this. At work? No. Oh. A local man said he rented a room in the couple's Santa Clarita ranch. Oh, sorry. (laughs) It's okay. (sighs) Um, So I can absolutely confirm stuff like this went on even back then, he told Daily Mail. I left the house after six months because of all the weird sexual stuff going on in the open. Um, in 2016, Heslep, who Hill is currently divorcing, allegedly posted a naked picture of his wife on two forums. We already said that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were also Someone some Someone was just, like, meeting their word count, it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> uh, there were also some pictures of her, like, naked posing with their goats and stuff. What? Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and then there are some texts between their lover and the husband. Um, let's see here. So the husband says, yeah, I get it. I'm pretty sure I played right into her game by acting how I did so that you would become her new supply. And I'm sorry. You still love her, even after all this. I don't even love her anymore. Wow. Um, the lover said, yeah, I do. I don't want her. I won't ever go back. But yeah, I'm still in love with her. It rips my heart out every time I have to see her or have someone say something nice about her. That um, makes sense. Yeah. See, that's why that's why you have to be so careful when you're in the public eye. Because now, all, now this isn't a fucking tabloid. Yep. And now it's public, and now people are talking about it, and now when you go to get hired somewhere else, people Google your name, and this shit comes up. You have got to keep your shit together. Yep. You've got to keep it tight. Like, ugh. And we've all got to do it, man. I mean, it's not just people in the public eye. Like, we are almost all in the public eye now because of social media. Mm Mm-hmm. Keep your shit to yourself. Don't post all this personal shit all the time. Yeah. You know? Make it private. Keep your private life private. Yep. Um, That way, it's not ruining anyone's career. 
Also, like, don't get a Nazi tattoo. Yeah. There's that, too. Yeah. And, or, like, maybe you were racist before and you've changed since. But so, like, get, get it removed, it. honey. Yeah. Because <laughs> um. I get it. People change. That's fair. But you're a congresswoman. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, I, I'm skipping a lot, um... But this last part's really important. Um, in a text okay. to Desjardins, uh, Hill wrote that the breakup was maybe partially over the political risk of the relationship. Honestly, though, it's that I want to be alone, the congresswoman w- wrote. I don't want to be accountable to anyone else. I want to be entirely focused on this work that I think is so important. Heslip claimed in his... I mean, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Heslip claimed in his July divorce filing that after the breakup, Hill diverted her congressional salary to a separate account and he was left without money to run a car or feed the animals on the couple's ranch outside of Santa Clarita. But okay, in a, so that's not good. Yeah. But in a text to her husband, Hill writes that she will continue to pay the bills and the mortgage for him. The House Ethics Committee announced Wednesday that they are investigating Hill's relationship with the aide, which could violate congressional rules. Following the announcement, Hill sent a letter to her constituents admitting to and apologizing for their relationship, adding that she is fully and proactively cooperating. I'm going through a divorce from an abusive husband who seems determined to try to humiliate me. I am disgusted that my opponents would seek to exploit such a private matter for political gain. Distributing intimate photos with the... Why are you surprised by that, honey? (laughs) distributing intimate photos with the intent to publish them is a crime and the perpetrator should be punished to the full extent of the law i've notified capitol police who are investigating it and it was just there was a lot to this uh and i'm i think that there's probably a lot that hasn't come out but yeah i don't think we can make any judgment on her to be honest with you because it's written by a tabloid and it's very, very biased. There's also, she's right, there is a double standard mm-hmm. when it comes to women who have workplace scandals like this. We don't have, we don't yeah. have concrete details. And what's really sad is that, like, we should have, like, the truth, but yeah. it's also, like, not our business and it feels <laughs> yeah. weird. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's... <sighs> this is why mm-hmm. we have to be careful. This is why we need policies clearly stated this is why professionalism is so important it's important to keep your naked body off the internet too if you're a fucking congresswoman like that's just you don't get that privilege you don't you don't you're in politics you're in the public eye sorry if that's an unpopular opinion yes we should all get to do whatever the fuck we want but unfortunately we don't because we live in a civilization so we we kind of all have to follow some rules and the internet yeah. Is the fucking Wild West. You are asking for trouble there. You are not... Oh, okay, so, by the way, I'm not saying she was asking no. to get exploited. That's not what I'm saying. No one's ever asking for that. But you're asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. You're playing with fire when you decide to put make intimate photos of yourself public public a- access at, at public access to the... I don't know what I'm saying. Public <laughs> access to the general public Yeah, was what I was going to say. But that's not <laughs> a good sentence. <laughs> um. <coughs> um, it sounds like things got really, really mm-hmm. complicated, as they do when you pull in a third party. And it's just not... Y- and 
that's yeah. a, this is it's ugh, it's just a lot mm-hmm. it's it's messy there, wow like there was a lot to it again she's got an official statement that i'm not gonna read because we've read some of it already um but yeah i mean the new yorker article is right like there is a huge double standard um mm-hmm. and the nazi tattoo is not great uh, um <laughs> no but she's yeah. also not a rapist. There's a lot of rapists in our politi- in our <laughs> political yeah. atmosphere right now. In our political seats yeah. was what I meant to say right now. Yep. Who are men. And no one seems to give a shit. It's like, oh, well, don't mess with his career. This is messing with her career. And yeah. she's not even a fucking rapist. So, <laughs> not cool. But that's the other thing is that until our society changes, women yeah. have to keep it tighter. They just do. You have to be more careful because this gets this is the yep. kind of shit that gets exploited, which is sad. It's just the reality, though. It's we're, we're, we're trying to make progress. We're trying to move away from it. But unfortunately, this is what the media does to yeah. you. It is. And it's awful. Um. Yeah. And I'm not defending her because I, I can't defend anybody because yeah. I don't have all the information. None of us ever will. If yeah. we weren't there, you know, but it does seem like there was some misconduct as far as representing yeah. yourself online in a professional manner. Yeah. You know, if you want to be all wild and crazy, like, I mean, there's ways to make different accounts and things like that. If you want the thrill of yeah. knowing or don't like, don't put your face like, in the picture. You're going to have to cover yeah, your face. Yeah, her face though. is clearly like, in yeah, all of like, these it's pictures. It's just not... Yeah, (laughs) you're in Congress. That's not for you. You don't get to. Mm -hmm. Sorry. (laughs) Teachers can't do it either. (laughs) What if all those teenage boys found you? No. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's there. You can't. You can't. So, yeah. All right. Well, (laughs) that was fun. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Uh. Yeah, let's have a game, shall we? Okay. I think it's your turn to go first. So, um, this is our game called If You Had To by Drunk Stoned or Stupid. Um, it's okay, why don't you go ahead? So, if you had to, would you? In a vicious hurricane of meatballs. (laughs) Okay. Or, (laughs) or, you're a nun now. Walk across the USA. I'll, I'll, yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, I'll take the meatballs. (laughs) Uh, Oh, goodness. Mostly because I'm not Catholic. (laughs) Um, But anyway. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you had fun with this topic. We definitely did. Um, Make sure you've requested your ballot to to get, Mm -hmm. uh, to, to mail in vote. And um, I think in Kentucky we have until... Towards the end of October, I don't know the exact date, but definitely go ahead and get it done. It's September mm-hmm. right now. Go ahead and get it done. Just get it done, you know, because um, yeah. the mail's fucked. <laughs> so go ahead and get it done, so that you're not panicking. And uh, no. anything else you got? This was a this was the topic. No, I'm tired. It was. It was fun. I'm tired. You're tired. <laughs> 
Kay's not usually up this early. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we love you guys. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, bye guys. guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Cricket. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.